Welcome, everyone, to the Daily Coffee on Unsafe Space. Today is Tuesday, August 13th. I'm your host, Carter Laren, and I'm joined, kind of, kind of not joined, by a bad mamma jamma who's, like, incorporeal. Uh, Carrie, how you doing? Hi. Uh, I'm good. I'm driving, and I'm a little distracted, but I'm here. I think you should take a selfie of you driving in the car you don't have to do it during the interview and i'll use that in place as your picture of talking with you okay i will try let okay. me tell you i'm actually a Luddite at heart and all this technology from the road is just it just it makes me frustrated <laughs> it makes yeah. me i'm like calling into this number and they're What's your meeting ID? It's your participant ID. Apparently, everybody else knows how to do talk to text. I don't do talk to text. So I have to pull over to text. <laughs> I don't like talk to text either, but uh, yeah. So, Carrie, um, let's just, we can keep it short today because you're on the road. Um, but a couple things uh, I wanted to chat with you about. One of them I mentioned already. Um, and the other one I just thought of after after I mentioned the first one to you. Um, the first one is is kind of up your alley. Sarah Silverman, uh, comedian, actually mm -hmm. has, you know, I, I think originally was very politically incorrect and, and very much against political correctness for much of her career. That was back in the day. It was back in the day. I know Gavin McGinnis actually did a a little kind of almost a eulogy for her her attitude in 2015 when oh, that's she hilarious. yeah when she started apologizing he didn't really call it a eulogy um i can actually play a bit of it uh which i'll do for the audience in this interview with vanity fair she stabbed us all in the back and left the cause to go work for darth vader over on the dark side check out this clip I don't think there's anything wrong with changing with the times. I think it's a sign of being old when you are put off by that. I caught myself a few years ago fighting gay. I say gay, like that's so gay. I just say gay, I have gay friends. I don't mean it like gay, I mean it like it's gay, like it's lame. And then I stopped myself and said, what am I fighting? I, am, I have become the guy from 50 years ago who said, I say colored, I have colored friends. It's not hard to change with the mm -hmm. times. And I think it's important. She went super woke. She went super woke. And you know, you know what was part part of that? I mean, they all had an oswald went super woke too. Like they all caught that virus, right? The SGW virus. Yeah. But um but part of her woke transformation, uh one of the comics I used to manage and work with, W. Kamal Bell. Before before he was before he had a TV show before anybody knew his name, he wrote this blog about how she was a racist. It was called Sarah Silverman is a racist, and he was just attacking her for I think it was her chink joke, or it might have been it was a couple of things. And she I can't remember exactly what happened. I think she got in touch with manager, got in touch, and then eventually when we got the TV show, uh, he had her on the show, and they kind of like. It, it was almost like her kissing the SJW ring to come on the show, I felt like, at the time. And uh, 
and sort of to make a, it's like a, it's not really an apology, well, sort of an apology. And it was an acknowledgement that he was right, that her past comedy had been racist or, quote, problematic. Right. So anyway, that's just a, a personal side of like seeing her transformation from somebody who didn't care, who was like a, a great comedian because she didn't care about taboos, like what you can and can't do or say, to someone who has been like brought into the fold and does the uh, the walk down the aisle kind of thing. Like, I'm one of you now. I'm part of the church. Yeah, and I guess I guess when she, according to Gavin McGinnis, this first happened when she was promoting a movie, I Smile, back back in, I guess, 2015. Yeah, but she already started. She already came woke before that. She, she oh, came okay. woke in, like, around 2011 or 2012 or so. But, but uh, you know, it's a continual thing. You have to keep apologizing. You're never woke enough. You're never pure enough. So what did well, you do this time? Well, Carrie, along those lines, you're never pure enough. You're never woke enough. Uh Yes, you are never pure enough or woke enough. And as it turns out, the she she did a skit in blackface a few years ago, like several years ago. Uh, I think almost 10 years ago or maybe longer. And this was obviously prior to her being woke. And uh, she was just kicked off of a movie because wow. they decided that now they're upset about that. I mean, I'm sure they've been upset about it, but they've decided that, uh, I guess, I don't know if she, she hasn't prostrated herself before the SJW gods enough, or maybe no prostration is sufficient for a sin no, this big. Nothing is sufficient. Nothing is sufficient. And she can keep prostrating herself, and they are always going to come after her again and again and again. And I wish somebody like Sarah Sullivan much that she has would get a clue and just stop bending over for these people. Yeah. Well, here's a quote. So, so this came out on the Bill Simmons podcast. She said, I recently was going to do a movie, a sweet part. She hasn't said what the movie is. I recently was going to do a movie, a sweet part. Then at 11 p.m. the night before, they fired me because they saw a picture of me in blackface from that episode. I didn't fight it. They hired someone else who is wonderful, but who has never stuck their neck out. It was so disheartening. It just made me real sad, real, real sad, because I really kind of devoted my life to making it right. So this is someone who's, you know, she really swallowed the SJW pills. She's really trying to do everything they want. But uh, I guess this blackface was back in 2007, so 12 years ago. You know, and now she's complaining about cancel culture. It's too late. It's like you joined the mob. You joined cancel culture. Like you join this world. That's you you it's your religion. You can't then say, Well, I don't like it, but it's turned against me. Right. There are Carrie, there are people who are, are arguing that if you disagree with this kind of cancel culture and you're a freedom of speech advocate like we are, uh, that we shouldn't be rejoicing in this. We should be saying, Hey, don't cancel her just because of this. And I get that principled stance. Uh on the other hand, there's a lot of Schadenfreude, I feel, right now and uh, you know what? I am going to celebrate when someone who constructs the weapon gets shot with it. I think, I think it's worth laughing at that and saying, you know what? I'm not going to save you. I'll save other people who didn't construct the weapon. I'll defend them. But you literally, 
you're on board with this. So I don't have any sympathy for you. And I'm not going to say they shouldn't fire her. Yeah, sure. Fire her ass. Eat your own. I don't care. I don't know how you feel about that. But that's kind of my attitude. I don't, I mean, generally, I just, I don't join any of these mobs if fired. I think that turns me into a hypocrite. I don't, I don't believe in it. Like, for whatever job, which is what I think that. But I also hear what you're saying. Is these are your rules. So die by your own rules. Like, if you, if, if you support an ideology that is, that is, that embraces censorship, then you can't really, don't have the right to stand on Yeah, it's kind of weird, right? How can they not see that? I don't know. It, it, it is because it's like a religion to them. I guess. It, it's just a societal, this peer pressure to adopt this faith. And it is a faith that if you go out there and you say enough things about white privilege or health privilege or whatever. Yeah. So, Carrie, uh, I don't think there's anything else to say about Sarah Silverman unless you have anything else to say about her. I'm, I'm kind of done talking about her. Well, I'm, I'm just curious because I haven't been online today. Uh, is she is she basically, what she do? She apologized? She kind of said she understands it. She didn't fight it. But she also then started complaining about cancel culture, which is, uh, she says, uh, let's see. I think it's really scary and it's a very odd thing that it's invaded the left primarily and the right will mimic it. She calls it righteousness porn. Like, yeah. Oh, it yeah, it is righteousness porn. She says, it's really, look how righteous I am and now I'm going to press refresh all day long to see how many likes I get in my righteousness. It's amazing to me that she understands what's going on and yet was stupid enough to think that she could be a member of this in order to protect herself. part of it now, which is great, but she doesn't see the bigger picture. It's your overall ideology. It's not just one little part of it. Your ideology is a totalitarian, authoritarian belief system. Philosophically, it is it is for censorship. It is for uh, violence. It is for suppressing ideas. And, and, and it's for conformity. And so you, how can you be an effective comedian and, and then be part of a belief system like that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe the politically incorrect crowd will get her back. Maybe she'll throw in the towel, give up on this crap, and go back to being funny. Who knows? Gosh, I hope so. You know, the only one that, that the only one who's really got a name, got a big following, I regularly see dissing the SJW uh, religion is Ricky Gervais. I love. Him. I was just gonna say Ricky Gervais. <laughs> yeah. Ricky Gervais doesn't give an give an f. Like he's like I'm, I. At some point he woke up to what this is, and he's like, no, not me, not getting on board with that. And he he seems like he's fully aware of what it is, and yeah. not afraid at all. And I love that. Yeah. He he just he just said something recently that was like you know uh, he said uh, I've been a 
what did he call himself? A champagne socialist liberal all of my life. Suddenly I defend freedom of speech online and I'm an alt-right Nazi. Like, I don't think so. I wish, I wish somebody would wake up Pat Oswalt. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. He's, he's pretty, he's pretty pasty and soy. Yeah, but he used to be like Sarah. Oh, right. he, way back in the day, he was anti-PC. He was hilarious. And then he gave up his free will and became a friggin' zombie, SCW zombie. And haven't found him funny sense. He's one of their worshipped and adored now, though. Yes, he is. And I, but how great would that be if he flipped? <laughs> well, I guess all you need to do is rip out some, you know, pull out some old footage of some jokes he made that were inappropriate, which I'm sure there's plenty of. Maybe that'll happen. I know, I know you haven't been paying attention to. Uh, the news today, Carrie, but did you see, um, first of all, do you know what a Fredo is? F-R-E-D-O? I don't think so, no. Yeah, I didn't either. Uh, so you know who Chris Cuomo is, right? Yes. So how, how would you describe Chris Cuomo as a person? Like, what, what are some <laughs> things you might say about Chris Cuomo? Uh, walking cardboard cutout of a human. Fair. Walking cardboard cut out of a human. A bunch of cotton between his ears. Yeah. Yeah, cotton between his ears. This is the guy who tried to, in all seriousness, tell the country that it was illegal for us to read the leaked DNC emails because we weren't the media, but it was okay for them to have the DNC leaked emails and to interpret them for us. Yes. Well. He's kind of a, he's kind of a deer in the headlights look about he does have a deer in the headlights look about him. He also, to me, though, uh, he's got a little bit of roid rage going on, which came out on video. Uh, I, I guess someone met him. I don't know. I guess it was some conservative person or at least not a fan of CNN. And according to the person in the video, they're saying they thought his name was Fredo Cuomo, I guess. Um, now, that might not be true. Uh, I looked up the Urban Dictionary definition of Fredo, that it's to be the black sheep in the family, like the one that is the goof and the screw-up, named after Fredo Corleone, who was Michael's older brother and the godfather, and was considered to be the failure in the family. Which makes sense, because the Cuomos have been governors and whatever, so Chris Cuomo is kind of, you know, more of a failure than the others, I guess, right? So he called him a Fredo. And Cuomo went nuts on him and yelled. And, and the guy was like, no, I thought that was your name. And Cuomo now is, and the left is now supporting him saying, this is a racist thing. It's like uh, other derogatory terms for Italians. What? Yeah, which no. I've, I've never heard, which I wanted to know if you, you've heard this. No, and as the time, at least if you're correct, the way you find it, it's a movie reference. It's about uh, it's a reference to a relationship and a family dynamic. It, has, it doesn't it doesn't matter about the family. It has nothing to do with the Yeah, yeah, and that's not my definition. I'm just reading Urban Dictionary. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So I think Fredo is a good description of of Chris Cuomo, and it's not a racist Italian slur. It just happens to be 
pulled from a movie that had yeah, obviously was very very Italian. I don't know. Is it Fredo or Fredo? I'm not sure. F R E D O. Fredo. Fredo. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, there you go. That's how clueless I am. So Fredo is a now now it's going to be a racial slur because Chris Cuomo uh, is angry about it. So I just wanted to give you that up. He is he is extremely dumb. So was he also the one on election night two thousand sixteen who who was caught on camera saying was that him or Jake Tappers? Some one of them said something like uh, how many votes do we need? I mean, does she need? He said <laughs> we talking about Clinton. Do we I, how many do we need? I mean she I don't know who that was, so I don't wanna say it was was uh Fredo. But I think I think he's got a new nickname. I think everyone needs to call him Fredo now. By the way, I, I love it that they're now pulling uh they're pulling ethnicities, they're pulling marginalized groups out of the ether to try and claim victimhood status. These are groups that that here's four, like they've already lumped in white privileged people. You know what I mean? It's like right. they're and now but in order to claim some kind of victimhood status gotta do a reach like this has been my irish heritage <laughs> right yes yeah he's just a white cis guy but he needs to have some sort of connection to a victimhood somehow that's what this belief system does it's like it's against um people becoming it's against uh, uh what's the word i'm liking it's where you uh you get absorbed into the culture oh assimilation Yeah, which is weird because you are defined by the culture you came from once you come to America. You're not supposed to assimilate at all, but we're not supposed to ask the question of like, how did that culture arise and was there any assimilation there? It's like, yeah, it's this weird snapshot and like, as long as you don't assimilate into, they just hate America. As long as you don't become American, that's okay. That's the goal. Well... That's all, Carrie. I know it's kind of tough to have a conversation about uh, this stuff while you're driving, but I wanted to let you know about Sarah Silverman and let you know about Fredo. Interesting. Thanks for keeping me informed. (laughs) We will be we'll be back tomorrow. I would say I'm the Fredo of that same space. Would that be? I don't know. Are you Italian? Is that (laughs) are we allowed (laughs) to use that slur? (laughs) (sighs) Well. People also have, just FYI, so this will be a short show, obviously, but we did, uh, Carrie, I released the interview with Mark Hughes today and the interview with Mark SJW Hughes today. So those are up. People can watch those. And we'll be back for a long, involved, brilliant episode of Kofefi tomorrow where Carrie will say amazing things, right? Um, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go bone up tonight on some amazing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I've been caught up on the news. I feel like it's good to turn your phone off once in a while and just enjoy the music and not really pay attention to what's happening on Twitter. But I'll get caught up. Yep, it is. All right, well, thank you for thank you for calling from the car, Carrie. And um, thank you, everyone, for watching. We will return with Kofefi tomorrow. Please don't forget to hit like, share, subscribe. 
watch the other stuff we've got out. And I guess that's it.